0: Chapter ten of Part two of the Lives of the Three Mrs Judsons by Arabella M Wilson This LibriVox recording is in the public domain Chapter ten Missionary Labors of Mr Boardman His Ill Health Letters from Mrs B Death of a Second Child Letters from Mrs B From Mr Boardman's Journal. We learn that he remained through the summer and part of the autumn at Taboy, diligently prosecuting his labors among the Burmese, Chinese, Karens, and Europeans, among all which classes he had singular success. In the meantime, Mrs. Boardman continued at Malmain, part of the time suffering from illness, and when able assisting the missionaries there, until October. When she returned again to Taboy, the animated and even glowing recital given by mr boardman in his journals and letters of this year of the spread of the gospel truth among the natives his records of preaching traveling teaching and baptisms would lead one to suppose that he was in the enjoyment of the most vigorous health and that his frame was insensible to fatigue but careless as he was of his own bodily ease, there was an eye that watched him with the intensest solicitude, a heart that was pierced with anxiety, knowing that, though the inner man was renewed day by day, the outer man was surely perishing, and would soon be laid aside for On the twenty-ninth of July, 1830, Mrs. Boardman writes to her sister from Malmain whither they had gone for the benefit of her children's health we must look beyond this frail fleeting world for our true peace alas i know by most bitter experience that it is in vain to seek for true happiness here below my fondest earthly hopes have again and again been dashed torn from the bosom of my dear father's family my heart was almost broken and when I stood by the deathbed of my sweet, my lovely Sarah, I felt indeed that earthly hopes and joys are but a dream, but a darker cloud hangs over me. Oh, what desolation and anguish of spirit do I feel, when I think it is possible that in a few more months my earthly guide, supporter and delight, may be no more. He has a cough which has been hanging about him a year, and he is very much reduced by it o oh, my sister let us see to it that our affections are set on things above such desolation and anguish of spirit as she here describes had her husband felt for her in the preceding year when for some months before and after the birth of her second son she lay struggling with a dangerous disease which he thought would surely terminate her life at that time he wrote she still grows weaker and weaker and her case is now more alarming should our friends for whom I have sent to Melmaine come even immediately I can scarcely hope for their arrival before the crisis or probably fatal termination of my dear partner's disorder my comfort in my present affliction is the thought that if to our former trials the lord sees fit to add that of removing my beloved companion he does it with a perfect knowledge of all the blessedness which death will confer on her and of all the sorrows and distresses which her loss will occasion her bereaved husband and orphan children in our present peculiar condition it affords me great relief to have been assured by her that the bitterness of death is past and that heavenly glories have been unfolded in a wonderful unexpected manner to her view and again he says seemingly losing for a moment his strong confidence what will become of my children what will become of the schools of the poor native women what will become of me if she dies but she recovered and his thankfulness knew no bounds his letters are eloquent in their utterance of joy and praise in a letter of december second eighteen thirty mrs boardman records another reflection god has come very near to us and wounded our hearts afresh our youngest child aged eight months went from us to meet his sainted sister in september last we mourn but not without hope for we shall soon be in that blissful world be pure and lovely like our departed ones in glory and mr boardman says our hearts have been pierced anew by the loss of our dear babe he was eight months old and though generally feeble one of the most lovely and interesting of babes the lord has dealt with us severely but not unkindly he gave and he hath taken away but these devoted missionaries knew however that the best defense against such trials as they endured is found in a steady performance of duty in trouble as well as in joy they devoted themselves to their great object saving souls how different from those who make a sort of merit of indulging the luxury of grief and show their regard for the memory of the dead by neglecting their duties to the living christianity while it inculcates and fosters the tenderest sensibility and chastisements of our Heavenly Parent never allows us in any calamity to fold our hands in inactive despair our pathway is filled with duties and hearts within and God overhead we must like our master go about doing good though we may feel cast down pressed out of measure by affliction speaking of severe illness about this time Mr. Boardman says, Death seemed near, but had no alarms, no terrors. My beloved family and the perishing heathen were all that made me in the least degree unwilling to die, and even them I could resign to the hands of a gracious and covenant-keeping God. In one of the last letters he ever wrote, he thus records his testimony to the devotedness of his beloved wife, during my present protracted illness when i was at the worst state, she was the tenderest most assiduous attentive and affectionate of nurses without her i think i should have finished my career in a few days and even when our lamented darling babe lay struggling in the very arms of death though she was with him constantly night and day she did not allow me to suffer one moment for lack of her attentions i cannot write what i feel on this tender subject but oh what kindness in our heavenly father when her services were so much needed her health was preserved and she had strength given her to perform her arduous labors mr boardman's life was now fast ebbing away in september eighteen thirty he had written of a sort of farewell to his parents brothers and sisters from which it appears that even when he was daily looking for the summons come up hither he says of this letter that it is his last farewell he thanks god that he has his complaint consumption in its mildest form he enumerates many circumstances of mercy which he is favored and adds but most of all for our outward comfort I have my beloved wife, whose most untiring assiduity has mitigated many of my pains, and who is ever prompt to render all the services that the purest affection can dictate, or the greatest sufferings require, as it deserves to be mentioned that she has never been so free from missionary and family cares, or from attacks or illness as during the last three months, while I have most needed her kind and soothing attentions. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and praise his name. In thinking, he adds, on the probability of dying soon, two or three things occasion considerable unwillingness to meet the solemn event. One is, the sore affliction I know it will occasion my dear family, especially my fond... Too fond wife. Her heart will be well nigh riven, but I must leave her with him who is anointed to heal the broken hearted and to bind up their wounds. My dear little son is too young to remember me long or to realize his loss. I have prayed for him many times and can leave him in my heavenly Father's hands. Then there are perishing heathens around me during the last ten years i have studied with more or less reference to being useful to the heathen and now if just as i am beginning to be qualified to labor a little among my days are cut short much of my study and preparation seems to be in vain but i chide myself for saying so or thinking so if i have done no good whatever here in Burma I ought to submit and be still under the hand of God but I trust he has made me of some service to a few poor benighted souls especially among the Karens who shall be my glory and joy in the day of our Lord Jesus and to my hope and my confidence of acceptance with God if any man has reason to renounce all his own righteousness and to trust entirely and solely to grace sovereign grace flowing through an atoning saviour I am that man a perfectly right action with perfectly right motives i never shall perform and never shall perform till freed from this body of sin an unprofitable servant is the most appropriate epitaph for my tombstone Thus appeared a life of self-denying sacrifices for Christ, when shone upon by the pure light of eternity, happy then that the dying man could say, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but by his mercy he saves us. End of chapter 10